Welcome to North Star Big Book. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. My sobriety date is January 27, 1999, and I created this podcast simply to share the message of the Big Book. It completely changed my life. It always changes my life, and I hope it can help change yours. Hi, North Star Big Book listeners, Carly Recovered Alcoholic. Instead of an interview today, we're going to be doing a little bit of check-in with the Big Book and life and what our program promises us. While we read the promises at all the meetings that we go to and they sound really awesome and they are, something I always paid attention to is what they don't say. And when they do tell us something that is going to happen that is not necessarily exciting or positive, I always leaned in more. I've always been attracted to the parts in the big book where it warns us of what's going to happen. And the reason why I'm doing this is because life's happening. And it's been really challenging lately for myself, as I'm sure it is for every single one of us. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We are dealing with a lot of fear and anxiety and a lot of other people's fears and anxiety, lots of plans, lots of Lots of things that we wanted are not working out the way that we thought that they should. Um, and I'm just getting over a couple of week long challenging time with my son who's been really sick. And our neighbor down the street has got a really crappy form of cancer and is going through some scary stuff and just had a massive 16 hour surgery. And it's just been a lot. And I don't feel well, so that makes everything way harder. So I know that you guys can relate, and I just wanted to share a few of my favorite parts of the big book that help me remember that this is actually the way it's supposed to be. So my number one favorite promise and favorite part of the entire big book is in Bill's story. Bottom of 14, top of 15. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to break it down. It says... Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic, and here is the promise. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. So I want to break this down a little bit. They're promising me that if I fail to perfect and enlarge, so I can't perfect something if I'm not working on it. I can't, and I know that we say progress, not perfection, but they're trying to perfect it. It doesn't say to get to perfection. They're saying we need to work on it. So if I fail, which means I don't do the work, to get better and make bigger my spiritual life, let's just back up for a second. I can't have a spiritual life if I have not done one through nine. If I've done one through nine, but I haven't finished my nine-step amends, I need to get on those while I'm working 10, 11, and 12. So the book is assuming that we've already done one through nine, whether we're working our nine-step amends or not. The way that we perfect and enlarge our spiritual life is through work, which is steps 10 and 11. So I need to do inventories every day or check-ins when I don't have anything to inventory. I need to pray in the morning and meditate and connect with my higher power. That's a good check-in to ask me, am I doing that? If not, why? I need to talk to God throughout the day, and at the end of the night, I need to do that little quick 11-step inventory on page 86. So I need to do those two things, and, not or, 
and self-sacrifice for others. That's 12. So the book is saying, if I don't do 10, 11, and 12, that I could not survive. That's a promise. I wrote promise really big here. And it doesn't say might not. It says could not survive. And I double underlined and circled the word certain. The certain trials and low spots ahead. And I wrote on this top, the trials and low spots are certain. This is what I've always leaned into in sobriety. I never really bought it when you said I was going to know peace and I was going to you know, not feel lonely and not feel afraid of money. And I've experienced all those things, but this is what I really was afraid of is what's going to happen to me? How am I going to manage life down the road? And the book, the big book and the people that are following the book told me that I needed to get a good relationship with my higher power in order to handle it. And it says right here that I'm not going to survive the trials and low spots that are certain. And I've got to tell you, at 22 years of sobriety, I've had some pretty intense trials and low spots. But the book, which has never lied to me, is telling me that the trials and low spots are ahead, which means there's going to be more. So I have written down, there will be trials and low spots ahead. And I wrote this question down, how strong is my spiritual life? And I really need to work on that. That's the, that's the promise they're telling me. It says, if he did not work, he would surely drink again. And if he drank, he would surely die, which I underlined in red. Now, first of all, the dying of what happens to us when we enter back into the role of alcoholism might not necessarily be physical death right away. First, it's going to be a mental, emotional, and spiritual death. And then I'm going to be one of those people that I used to be where I walked around life without living, death without dying, like a shell of a human being. And then I might die of an alcoholic death. It says, then faith would be dead indeed. So faith is knowledge to know something. If I know something's going to work for me, but I don't take the action, that is what they mean when they say faith without works is dead. And it says, with us, it is just like that. On that same page, on page 15, more of my favorite promises. It says, when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. And I wrote down on the side, all other measures will fail at times. So Bill W. is saying like, he was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. He said that he was fortunate that he couldn't get a job, which I'm sure at the time he didn't feel, but then he looked back and realized, wow, I'm so lucky because I had that opportunity to get closer to God and to work. And the book is telling me here, and it tells me again more than one time, but it specifically tells me in working with others that when all other measures fail, that work with an alcoholic will save the day. That means meetings are gonna fail, connecting with my higher power is gonna fail, meditation is gonna fail, inventory is gonna fail. All of it's going to fail. And the only thing that's going to make me feel like I'm saving the day is helping another alcoholic. It says, it is a design for living that works in rough going. I underlined and circled rough going. And it says, they, I wrote next to that, there will be rough going. And the reason why I'm highlighting this is to remind me and you that the book is telling me there's going to be rough going. The book is telling me there's going to be trials and low spots. So if you're in the middle of one, or if you just walk out of one, or if you're entering one, you don't have to think what's wrong with me. What am I not doing right? It's just called life. Life happens to all of us. People in our lives get sick. We lose jobs, relationships end. Our health might not work out. So all sorts of things are going to happen. They get to happen. And I get to use my tools, get close to God, help other people and grow. It says in the next paragraph, the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. Again, I underlined that and I wrote, there will be pressure and difficulty. The book is promising me trials and low spots ahead, rough going, pressure and difficulty. And so I'm really leaning into that. I want to skip ahead to another place where it promises me it's going to be hard. It's on page 68. 
And it says um, at the bottom of the second paragraph, it says, we are in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him. Does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? So that's one of those partnership promises that God's going to give me serenity to match the calamity that's promised to me. And that my job is to be a partner with God and to rely humbly and do what I think God wants me to do. And my no brainer two part flag way to figure out if it's what God wants me to do is, am I willing to share with my sponsor? If I'm not, then it's probably not what God wants me to do. And am I going to harm anybody with this? So it's promising me that I get to use God to demonstrate through me what God can do. And then one more place in the book that I want to look at, even though there's a lot of other ones, it's Into Wives, page 117. And it says, but all problems will not be solved at once. Seed has started to sprout in a new soil, but growth has only begun. In spite of your newfound happiness, there will be ups and downs. Many of the old problems will still be with you. This is as it should be. So the book is promising me once again that life's going to happen. It says, the faith and sincerity of both you and your husband will be put to the test. These workouts should be regarded as part of your education. For thus, you'll be learning to live. You will make mistakes, but if you are earnest, they will not drag you down. Instead, you will capitalize them. So the book is telling me that it's going to be hard. I'm going to need to learn how to live life successfully. And my sponsor and I call them AFCOs, another F word, growth opportunity, whenever we're having something that's challenging and it really is about growing. You know, instead of why is this happening to me, I can ask the question, what am I supposed to be learning from this? How can I use this to help me become better or help me empathize with somebody else? And I'm not just blowing smoke up anyone's, you know, everything. I'm telling you that in my sobriety, I've seen challenges converted to something I can help other people with. So I know that was a short one today, but I wanted to just give everybody a little bit of reminder that if you're having a hard time, it's normal. The book promises us that. I learned about that first promise for the alcoholic from a speaker speaker tape that I've never been able to find since. Um, and he was awesome. He was from New York. He had a super intense New York accent. And he talked about how he was told by his sponsor that this is not Rose Petals Anonymous. And that um, life's going to happen and it gets to happen and he gets to learn how to be sober through it and with it and all of it. And so if you're out there and you're struggling, um, you're not alone, just grab your tools and we would love to have you come on Thursday nights to our 7 PM Eastern time North star big book meeting. Um, if you haven't checked out my memoir, it's on audio now with me narrating seconds and inches. I would love for you to check it out and message me what you think. And I hope you are managing well and taking a deep breath and sending inventories and helping each other out. We're in this all together. Hi, North Star Big Book listeners. I just want to let you know that I also have another podcast called In Your Corner Divorce. It is all about co-parenting and focusing on the North Star, which you guys are familiar with. If you have any friends or family that are struggling either post-divorce or about to get divorced, I offer three different services. One is a session called Figuring It Out for people who are struggling and don't know which way to go. The other one is called Nuts and Bolts, and it's all about all the important things that should be put in a shared parenting plan if you want to focus on the kids, the North Star. And the last one is my North Star Divorce Boot Camp, which is basically what we do here, just a whole lot of digging, work, inventory, refocusing, and really getting to a place where we are only putting all of our energy and intentions 
into what is best for our children. So please check it out wherever you normally listen, and I would love your support. Thanks. 